Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everybody, welcome to Craft Brood Sports. I am Mike. With me, as always, my main man Scott. This is Craft Brood Sports. It's time to tap that keg of sports knowledge. You pump up whore. Deal. Chill. <laughs> What's going on, man? Not a whole lot, man. Feeling good? Feeling great. It's Friday. It's Friday night. <laughs> We're back to recording on a regular night. It's been a while. Hey, I'm nervous because we've had, I mean, it, I don't even remember the last time we were on a Friday. No. And the energy was so good during all the uh, earlier shows. Yeah. It might be affected because we're later <laughs> in the week. We're just worn out and beat down and yeah. over everything. Over this week for sure. Yeah, this one hasn't been the best, but fuck that. We ain't we're, talking about that no. shit. This is... This ain't where you come to get your politics. No, this is this is where you come to drink beer and talk about sports that's, and escape that shit that's what we're gonna goddamn do this week because that's this ain't facebook america <laughs> facebook oh god i can't even go on facebook anymore no that's kidding awful so this is uh week two we're in november uh we had the first one last week but uh this week we're back <laughs> so so hype. <laughs> so when we did this last episode and we busted out this music, uh my buddy Drew was listening to the episode this week and he texted me and he was like, Did you guys just have a fucking dance party? <laughs> <laughs> I kinda just started with And I was like, now. What are you talking about? Oh, the Mortal Kombat <laughs> song, yeah. Yeah, we did actually, man. <laughs> I never liked techno music ever, but this is the greatest thing, one of the greatest things to come out of the 90s from yeah, techno music. It's it's great. Uh, but this week, so we had Raiden Imperial Saison last week. This week we've got the Sub-Zero Imperial IPA, um, which we were both worried about. We were kind of nervous. The most have... concerned of the three that we had. Yeah. As everybody knows, we're not the biggest IPA fans on this show. I think I'm a bigger fan than Scott is. Yes, I punted an award-winning one. <laughs> Pliny the Elder could take a hike with all its awards. I, I can't believe, I can't believe you can, Pliny the Elder. It just—it was just so bitter. It's, it's so super hoppy. Happy. It's yeah. super hoppy. I will give you that. But uh, this one so far, man, We've, not that hoppy. Like it? It's, like it a lot. It's got a really good flavor. I mean, you. So you you opened up the bottle and you were like, 
I don't smell a whole lot of hops. And yeah. then you poured it in the glass. You were like, oh, I do smell the hops now. <laughs> well, uh, it's not hoppy initially. And I still think smell and flavor-wise, it's one of the least hoppy IPAs that I've yeah. had. Which is what I like about it so far, is that it's not bitter. It's smooth. doesn't feel like I'm, you know... Sucking back on something that's just dehydrating me, which is what I feel like most IPAs do. No, this is smooth. It's flavorful, and I like it so yeah. far. Yeah, I, I really want to see how it holds up, though. It'll be interesting. So, just for everybody's reference, this is an eight point five percent ABV beer. So, a little bit higher than the uh, the rating last week. Rating was eight percent. This one's eight point five. So, it's going to get you a little bit drunker. They say that it's, uh, and this is kind of interesting that they call this out on the bottle because when I think IPAs, I think of summertime. Yes. Like that's really the only time I would enjoy Because once it starts getting dark, or starts getting colder, you start All going the with the dark beer. Yeah. yeah. But this says that it's refreshingly, ref- refreshingly cool on a warm day, yet also warming in cool weather, which is kind of interesting. You don't see too many IPAs make that claim. That, uh, that they can also go in cool weather. Well, and then I noticed on there, it's in the description says, drink icy for more hops and warmer for more malt. That's going to be really, uh, yeah. So we started off with it ice cold, and so that's, you know, we noticed the, the hops or whatever, and I told Mike, I don't, I don't taste too much malt, but as the show goes on, we'll see, you know, how the malt flavor comes out. Yeah, I think that if it, if it holds true and that does happen, I think we're just going to like this beer more and more. As yeah, it goes on. I think it'll be even a bigger winner because the malt will mute the hops and not make it as harsh. But I don't even think it's harsh to begin with. So that's can a good I just thing. say how proud of you I am right now? <laughs> Talking like, beer, yeah, like, like a real, when we first, like a super beer. When snob. we started this show <laughs> twenty four episodes ago, you were like, <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> you didn't have. You just said. Muted malt. That was a, a phrase you just used <laughs> and used it correctly. I'm so goddamn impressed with you right now, man. Yeah, well, when we started this show, you sucked at picking teams and you still <laughs> suck at picking teams. So you you've got a way bitch. to go. <laughs> son of a bitch. My work with you hasn't been as good as your yeah, work start with me. rubbing off on me. All right. You gotta... Whoa. <laughs> all right. What? Fuck you. <laughs> First, you like dicks and beer. Now you want me to rub off on you? I. Dude, if people pick God up the show within the last three episodes, <laughs> they're going to wonder a lot of things. Eh, once they go back and hear the whole Brett Favre's dick thing, they're going to be they're going to be like, "Oh, I get it now." <laughs> These two are just idiots. Uh, did you notice as I said that, as I was saying it, I like almost caught myself like, "Don't don't say that too late." <laughs> <laughs> you have to fucking do it now, Mike. Yep. <laughs> you asked to be rubbed off on <laughs> too late. That's what editing's for, man. That's that's. Don't you dare edit that I'll out. Fix it in post. You don't know how to edit this shit, so I. I, I do know how to edit it. I just don't. <laughs> Any all the stuff that I think, uh, man, that was great. I sure hope that makes makes the cut. Because <laughs> anytime you do something embarrassing, I'm like, I wonder if he's gonna snip that out later. No, I'm I'm pretty good about that good just a lot of removing like uhs and that kind of bullshit well we've gotten much better on the uh front too we definitely have uh want to pay some bills uh yeah let's do it (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, this week, Upper Deck, as always, is brought to you by Audible.com. Fans of Craft Root Sports can test out Audible service with a free 30-day trial offer. That includes a free audiobook download. No strings attached. Even if you cancel your trial within the 30 days, you still get to keep the audiobook. And in light of recent events, this week we recommend Assholes, A Theory of Donald Trump by Aaron James. <laughs> We're not going to get political. We just kind of did. Uh, no, the book did. The book did. Not That's us. just our recommendation. It was a random Google. <laughs> Books you may know. It's what came up. Uh, listen, all you got to do to get that free 30-day trial and the free audio book, head on over to audibletrial.com slash sports. That's audibletrial.com slash sports. Or you can just head on over to our website, craftbroodsports.com, and click the Audible Trial link in the menu. And listen, we've progressively gotten more. Mike was already admittedly much more of a college football fan when the show started. (laughs) And as the show has gone on, I've become more disenfranchised with the NFL. But here's some more news to help that out. They couldn't be a bigger joke these days. And we we all know when it comes to the officials, that's king. Um, And I'm sure we've all seen Monday night's latest the refs can't do their fucking jobs to save their life saga between the Bills and Seahawks. But if you didn't see it, Richard Sherman of the Seahawks was not flagged for what many believe to be a roughing the kicker penalty just before halftime. Uh, many, including Bills head coach Rex Ryan, called it dirty. But no one went as far as Bills kicker Dan Carpenter's wife, who tweeted out a picture of a device used to castrate animals with the message... I know what we do on the farm when a male can't control his own rage. Hashtag lucky I'm not there. Hashtag Sherman. Hashtag act like an animal get treated like one. That last hashtag is what did her in. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that, that was where she went just too far. A little bit too much on that last one there. Dan Carpenter's wife. Uh, well, she later deleted the original tweet, and then of Shocking. course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, although it wasn't that quick, I think it was like fourteen hours later, <laughs> so it had plenty of time to sink in. Um, and then she responded with a follow-up tweet saying, "Unfortunately, I did not realize that a tone of racism would dominate the response." Moron. Uh, to what I intended <laughs> to be a light-hearted defense of my husband, regardless of the narrative that has been attached to my post. It was never intended to be related to race or the dis- or the disgusting hatred that creates the basism for races. <coughs> Bullshit. The, the basism for racism. Yes. <laughs> the basism for racism. The basis for racism, dick. Oh, man. Anyway. Sorry. I had, to, I had to find something to make me laugh about this story. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty shitty. Um, there was a funny part with Sherman responding, um, even though he's a giant douche himself. He, he sent a bunch of crying, laughing emojis back at her and then said, thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> and that was in response to her original post, not the, uh, the apology. Because then in uh, the media session on Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, I'm not sure, um, one of the reporters asked Sherman if he had seen the apology. And he's like, oh, yeah, I saw that. That was total BS. And you know, went on to continue. Well, I mean, he's right. There is no apology there. She, no. She, that's my favorite is when shit like this happens and people get called out for it and they don't apologize, but they issue their apology that never once says, I fucked up. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, and she puts it on everybody else. Yeah. With the old, I didn't realize, sorry I offended you. I didn't realize you would take it that way. Yeah. That's your <laughs> fault. 
<laughs> you shouldn't be so on. sensitive, but I'm sorry that you're so sensitive. Every time something like this happens, I think of the Bill Burr joke about uh, wheeling out the podium in front of some white guy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to apologize to my kids. <laughs> Yeah, uh, banner week for Dan Carpenter as well. Oh man, and it's his wife too. Like now he's got to deal with that shit. Like yeah. we had the same problem with uh, Steph Curry's wife in the the finals last year. Complaining about it being rigged. Well, and let's talk point... about everybody's favorite wife, Miko Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's the extreme of Miko Grimes. Yeah. At what point did the did the athletes just go, Hey, honey? Uh, Put the fucking phone down, <laughs> right? Can you can you just not like? I I thought about that uh, the whole time he was in Cincinnati. I thought for sure Matt Latos would go home after every game and be like, "Why the fuck were you on Twitter, <laughs> Dallas? Why were you on Twitter?" She did it a lot. She, and, but she would like seek people out and like start fights with them. Yes, that were talking shit when his when her husband had a bad game. I get it. I understand. It's your it's your husband. Like your you want to defend him. I get that, but. There's a time and a place, oh, man. Like, and there's definitely realize. a way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Step one. Don't threaten to castrate anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably like number one rule book entry. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter was not designed to make threats to castrate people. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyways, moving on. Jared Hayne, a superstar in the National Rugby League and uh, former 49er, as we found out. He was part of a talk at a school in Australia this week about cybersecurity. During the talk, a cyber expert took his phone and began broadcasting the browsing history to the students. Everything's going fine. Pictures of athletes popping up on the giant screen that's behind him. Uh, when all of a sudden, the screen flips to Pornhub and a video <laughs> of a topless woman starts playing. Right there in front of about 200 and some kids in attendance. Some as young as 13. So they've seen it by this point. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They all oh, know. I love this one! <laughs> Dude, go down to one of the related ones. It's like, <laughs> this one's so much better. This, uh, topless. That, by the way, that was my thing. Uh, that was the worst he had right. was topless women? Yeah. Yeah. Do better, Jared Hayne. <laughs> well, Hayne and his co-host from Norton Antivirus went into full-on deflection mode saying that the porn was not coming from his phone, but from someone else using the same free Wi-Fi. <laughs> Convenient at that sure. moment. I will say, though, I watched this video and... He's holding his phone. Like the story was kind of misleading. Hayne is holding his phone, and like somebody from Norton is like accessing it through Wi Fi, I guess, and is pulling up his browsing history that way. And when that popped up on the screen, he like turned his phone to like show the guy, like, hey, what the fuck is going on here? Because that ain't me. I, that's not on my phone right now. It's one of the 13 year olds <laughs> sitting there using free Wi Fi, like Jared's going down. <laughs> but pro tip, uh, Jared Hayne, next time that happens, just say you were looking for a hockey game. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> Hockey! I was watching hockey! <laughs> it was hockey. It was all hockey! <laughs> and seriously, though, news isn't shitty enough for current Niners players. They gotta, uh, We got to have stories about former Niners players. He only played one yeah. year. He only played one year. I mean, it's not that bad of a story. It's not that bad, but it ain't that good. It's not that good. Yeah, he didn't okay. save anybody from a burning <laughs> building. It's not former 49er <laughs> does heroic act. It's former 49er had titties on his phone. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> That's not even that bad. Like, if, 
If you hear that story, if you see that headline, former 49ers player has titties on his phone, you'd be like, well, with our recent history, no, that, that, that actually is like, oh, that's pretty good. Right. Only, for, only titties? Cool. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you, if you see that headline, man has titties on his phone, you'd be like, yeah. so? Uh, I'd assume it was our new president. I do. <laughs> Keeping it political. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving right along. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. Miss you, dog. <laughs> Let us in on one of his heroes this week. And I'm pretty sure I remember this from when he was with the Niners. Uh, someone that he really admires and models his life after. Vince Lombardi? No. Dr. Martin Luther King? Hell no. John F. Kennedy? Not a chance. His own father? Maybe. But no. <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. That's right. <laughs> the khakied one admires SpongeBob. Mr. Harbaugh was mentioned on The Simpsons this past week, and when asked about the slam, he said that he was happy to be mentioned on The Simpsons because that and SpongeBob are his favorite animated shows. So he's got kind of okay taste. Yeah. Because The Simpsons was good at one point. (laughs) I mean, does he have kids? Like young kids? Uh, He does. Okay, so you can blame it on, wow, they watch it, so I just watch it with them. Because the only other people to watch SpongeBob are stoners. So unless Harbaugh's True. lighting up some doobies. Well, it's not other realm of possibility. <laughs> but Harbaugh did go on to say that he loves his attitude and used his trademark. He attacks each day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. <laughs> he, in fact, says that uh, he models his own behavior after SpongeBob, which is kind of weird. but uh, Super okay. weird. Uh, you know. <laughs> Whatever. He's... Uh, he also says that uh, SpongeBob's a go-getter. He's always got a bounce in his step. I'm just gonna have to take Jim's word for this too because I've never actually seen SpongeBob. So um, he's got a pizzazz. He puts his heart and soul into making those patties. I think he's awesome. Alrighty, Jim. <laughs> cool story, bro. I mean, I feel like so random. I feel like if a story has come out about you that you slept over at a recruit's house. You can't talk about the kids' cartoons that you like. <laughs> that should be a rule. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jim gives no fucks. He he gives so. no fucks, <laughs> none whatsoever. It's like y'all think that's y'all think that's bad. I like SpongeBob. What are you gonna do now? How <laughs> he like me now? <laughs> I can't. I I just can't imagine. He says he models his life after fucking SpongeBob. Come on, man. You're weird. You're do a better. weird dude. Do better, Jim. But come back to San Francisco and do better, please. Please. SpongeBob khaki pants. Uh, so moving on. After the Cubs won the World Series, Theo Epstein, president of baseball operations for the Cubs and perennial curse breaker, he was having a meeting with some execs from the organization. They decided that uh, they wanted to have an interesting lunch. So they had a nine and a half pound goat roasted and brought to them so that they can eat it in the bleachers at Wrigley. I'm glad they chose goat and not Bartman. <laughs> they didn't they didn't find a member of the Bartman family and roast them up. I mean, I'm assuming this has to do with the Billy Goat curse. Yes, yeah. But I'm glad they went that route right. and not Bartman. It does make me, what if that's like the new norm now that it's like a, a player is on the cover of Madden and makes it through without getting injured and he's like, "Well, John, Get the fuck over here. <laughs> Biting that thigh, buddy. <laughs> Boom. Tough acting to acting. Right in your mouth. Uh, such a weird story, but uh, whatever, Theo. You weirdo. And they got nine and a half pounds of goat meat. Was anybody like, hey, I don't really like goat. 
I'm so sure there was. Like, you goat, can pass on me. Like, I don't think... Goat can't be good. Yeah. I'm guessing it's not, like, the best meat out there. I'll, I'll take a hard pass. Yeah, I'm a... I don't even want goat milk, man. No. If they had had, like, goat milk in the stand, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. I get it. Not yeah. as gross as eating a nine and a half pound goat. <sighs> How many people were there that they need nine and a half pounds of that's goat? That's a lot of goat. <laughs> a shitload of goat. Like, Especially if not many people are going to eat it. You figure a... a hamburger patty at Wendy's is like a quarter pounder. That's a shitload of goat patties. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they patties it up. <laughs> well, in your Nick Saban is a fucking liar news of the week and keeping it still political, the Alabama head coach says that he was unaware that the election took place on Tuesday, saying, quote, it was so important to me that I didn't even know it was happening. We're focused on here on other things. Fuck you, Nick Saban. Yeah, I. You know what? That's complete bullshit. Ugh. And and for no reason too. Like, yeah. what what are you trying to accomplish? Like, we get it. You're super hyper into your job. Yeah, yeah. You're focused on winning titles, and that's all you care about. And building your legacy, cool. But don't pretend like something that everybody in the entire world knows yeah. is going on. That you were just like, oh, huh? I had no idea. Well, on the flip side of that, if if that's really the case, like if he's that hyper focused and uh, uh, only caring about this, what kind of what do you do? Like, I thought football coaches are supposed to prepare their players for life, like prepare them. To, it's always Which we like, also oh, know is bullshit. We're modeling them to be men. After yeah, he doesn't care. About that. You're you're teaching your players that fucking elections aren't important because nope. you're worried about fucking the BCS title. Fuck you. <laughs> I guess it's not even the BCS title anymore. I'm, I'm so mad at this story <laughs> that I don't even know what year it is anymore. Yeah, it's all too ridiculous. But you know who didn't forget to vote this week? Who? Waka Flocka, Ric Flair. <laughs> My man, Ric Flair, trying to make America woo again, tweeted out a picture from the booth uh, of his ballot where he wrote in Ric Flair. He did indeed vote for himself. <laughs> and the man was on a Levitard show the uh, day before last, and he did confirm that not only was that a true picture, that he didn't it wasn't just him that voted for him like he got wow. he got the third most i believe write-in votes of any of the write-in people this year was now that, i'm sure was that behind harambe because uh, yes <laughs> it was behind harambe. harambe got some votes apparently he did but rick flair uh is the fourth runner up for the presidency <laughs> so there's that <laughs> that's so fucking crazy you know i i didn't know that but that could have been illegal I think like states have different laws. He oh yeah, and apparently in Ohio, all of those votes for Harambe, they don't have to count them, so they don't actually count for in Ohio. Awesome, good yeah. work, everybody. Good work. <laughs> Fifteen thousand votes for Harambe down the toilet. <laughs> uh, let's move on and finish out our deck here with this story. Uh, FIU tight end Johnu Smith, he's out for the season. Most people would hear that and think there was some injury on the field. <laughs> it wasn't. He's out for the season after his girlfriend, who is five months pregnant, got upset with him, boiled a pot of water, poured it over his head, and then slapped him a few times when he didn't react enough. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the fight happened That on... didn't scold you bad enough, motherfucker. <laughs> Take these slaps. <laughs> Apparently, the fight happened on Halloween and was because his girlfriend felt that he wasn't paying enough attention to her and their relationship. I just want to say, this isn't funny. This is a this is, domestic violence of any form is not funny, and I don't mean to make light. But if you and your girlfriend are fighting all day long, 
and she starts boiling water. Find out really fast if she's planning on putting some goddamn noodles <laughs> in that water. <laughs> you got some time to figure out what the purpose of the boiling water is. Don't just sit there. And, uh, he clearly doesn't pay attention to her. I bet I know what they were fighting over. She probably went as a sexy SpongeBob, and he's like, get that shit out of here. She's like, you ain't paying enough attention to me. I'll boil some water. You'll regret that. I get that's fucking that's next level scary dude that's insane like I know now like, I gotta worry every time a pot of water gets boiled and I didn't have anything fuck to out do of the with house that. dude what are you doing with that what are you doing with that what are you making you got ramen you got ramen Let me see. <laughs> show me the ramen show me the ramen better be some hot chocolate coming <laughs> that's the other thing she boiled a pot like it wasn't like she just like had a cup yeah of, so like again what are you doing with that you got a big old pot of water that you're boiling Man, that is scary. That just some scary. Don't worry about it. I'm just making some scary. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Oh, now you're paying attention to what I'm doing. <laughs> making, That's probably definitely how that went. <laughs> so yeah, he is out. He had burns on his head, his neck, his shoulder, his arm, uh, and it pretty much ended his collegiate career. Also, that had been awesome. Hey, uh, coach. Not going to be able to play anymore this season. Had a few burns. What the hell happened? (laughs) Well, (laughs) about that. Jeez. Uh, This has been Upper Deck, brought to you, as always, by Audible.com. Check that out. Uh, Get your free Audible subscription and the free audio book. You're helping us out. We just upgraded some equipment in the podcast studio here, thanks to the people that have been taking advantage of that Audible yeah. subscription. Yeah, so the people who haven't, get your shit together. <laughs> Help us out. We need it's, more equipment. It literally we goes, told you a few shows ago, all it does is make the show yes, better. It goes right back into the show. Uh, and 100% of the profits back to you. This, <laughs> so do that. Help us out. and You get a free book out of it. So it's a win-win all the way around, except for Audible who loses when you cancel your subscription. But that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Scott. College basketball is back, man. It is. Started tonight. Yes. Xavier uh, pulled out a close one. Three-point win three over point Lehigh. Win. At home. Did okay. not look great. Now, in I was thinking about this when we were talking before the show about this game. They only had one exhibition game this year. Yeah, so I know which is unusual. I know they should destroy Lehigh, but it takes some time for a team to kind of gel together you know, in game situations. You can practice and scrimmage all you want, but when you're when you're in that game situation, it's different. Yeah. So the fact that they only had one exhibition game could that be part of the reason why? Well, probably that and they lost quite a few people who were important in the success and bigger guys down low and whatnot. So you, you, with only having the one, you know, you don't have much time to gel with these new guys yeah. that are coming in. So even though decent amount of guys coming back. I, I can see how they might start off a little slow. Hopefully, slow means, you know, close victories and not, you right. know, two or three losses. But I think once they figure everything out, there's a reason. They started off the season ranked seventh, maybe too high to begin with, but I'm sure that they will prove that ranking worthwhile. They'll still be one of the best teams in the country throughout, I would think. I think they're gonna they're definitely going to give Villanova a run in that Big East conference. Yes. That's going to be a good... Showdown to watch between Villanova and Xavier. Definitely. And, I mean, race. you know, everybody's going to get Villanova's best shot being the defending national champ. So, right. 
you know, when when they're in your division and your conference too, that makes it doubly important to show them what's up. I didn't uh, I didn't get to see any of the game because apparently it wasn't on TV anywhere uh, on Fox Sports. I had two <laughs> different two different logins for the Fox Sports app, and neither one of them could get me to see the game. Uh, was Miles Davis playing at all today? I didn't see that. Okay, because I know he just settled up all his legal issues like yesterday. But I don't know that the team reinstated. Yeah, him, that's the only. He's thing. He's still on that indefinite suspension, so I'd have to go back and look. So, all right, well, we'll we'll check on that. Uh, but I think that is going to help that team too. If he comes back, that leadership is definitely going to help. Well, yeah, that with team. everything that they lost, it never hurts to have more leadership. You know, there. So it. It was a shitty situation in the off season, but it'll be a good thing. Yeah, if he comes back and everything, you know, pans out with him throughout the rest of the year. He did not play tonight. Mm. He's not in the box score. So. Yeah. Well, I kind of thought that. Like I said, I figured I would have heard that he got reinstated or something yeah. prior to that. But they might at least they might send a message by making him sit out a few games, which isn't the worst thing. In no, the world I think that's either. fine. Yeah, I think that's totally fine to do. Um, so, yeah, so Xavier struggles in their first game. Villanova ran in their first game. I think they won by, like, I mean, it was a big score. <laughs> it, was, it was big. Villanova won big. So they're cementing themselves as we're back. We're we're coming for this again. Do you think Villanova repeats this year? No, it's too tough to repeat in college basketball. Yeah, it's really I tough. I mean, they one on a game-winning last-second shot to begin with. <laughs> so it's not like, you know, they steamrolled through the season. Uh, they were a one seed, and so they were expected to be in the conversation once things played out. But, um, you know, to repeat, when you're talking about a one-and-done tournament, that's it's there's too many variables. So, I, I mean, I expect them to be in the conversation. I would expect them to make no less than, you know, Elite Eight. But from there, you know, it's a toss-up, so... So let's let's go through the AP top ten right r- real quick here. Uh, we've got Duke at number one, Kentucky at number two, Kansas number three, Nova's at four, Oregon five, North Carolina six, Xavier at seven, Virginia eight, Wisconsin nine, and Arizona at ten. Out of those teams, who would you say is overrated? Out of those top ten, Xavier. Yeah, I'd agree, unfortunately. Not and not like wildly overrated. I just think it being the highest standing that the school has ever gotten in a preseason ranking and when you consider, you know, all of the losses and the time that they'll need to deal, I I just think it's it's too much right away. I mean, I think like I said, by the end of the season, you know, they'll probably sit somewhere around that top ten, top fifteen, and they'll deserve whatever ranking it is that, you know, in that high standing. But to start the season, it, seven's a little high. It's a lot high. Yeah. And I, I think the Big East is tough. Like, that's a really tough conference. Super tough, but, I mean, they are one of the best three teams in there with Villanova and, uh, sheesh, who was it that? there's There was another team that was really close with them last year, and it was neck and neck. And I'm blanking on who it was, but either way, they're one of the top three teams in the Big East still. So, yeah, they're. I, I would agree that they're probably top three in the Big East, but man, I just don't know. I feel like that conference, any any game is always like I I get scared every time Xavier plays Creighton. Like that's a game where I'm yeah. like, ooh, especially when they're 
Akron, when they're in Omaha and that, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, that's a tough Ugh. one. It's not an easy place to go in and win for anybody. Yeah. You've got, I mean, these are all teams that like seem like they're not that big of a threat on the national scale, like Butler, Providence. You don't really see these teams as like, oh, that's a team that that's going to take you. But man, when you get them in a conference, you got you got to play them twice in a year. They're that's a rough that's a rough schedule for Xavier, man. It's tough. Uh, what do you think about UC? You think they're going to be better this year than they were last year? I think they have to be. They played pretty shitty most of last year. <laughs> they did. I mean, they looked pretty awful yeah. in the early going, and then they kind of picked it up down the stretch. But, yeah, early in the season last year, they looked terrible. So, uh, I think they they started this season ranked in the top 25, right? Like, lower part of the top this 25? Year? Yeah. No. They're no? unranked this year. Oh, okay. With. Maybe Well, maybe it was a coach's poll. Because I swore I saw something where they oh, were ranked maybe like it is the 24th poll. to 25th coming into the season. But either way, if they're not, they're right on the cusp. Yeah. And I do think that... It is coach's poll. They're yeah. 25 in the coaches. Okay, there it is. So, I do think that um, they will play better than they did last season from start to finish rather than just kind of come on strong late. What's your prediction, early prediction for the Crosstown shootout? Ooh. Uh, I still think Xavier's got too much Yeah, for UC to handle. I, You know, I know you can toss all the stuff out the window and everything, but overall, team-wise, I think Xavier has the better team and they'll be, you know, ready to go for that game. There won't be any type of letdown. I just don't think UC's great within their conference and everything that they've got to do. And if they're top 25, it's, they're, they're nothing to scoff at in general. Right. I just don't think, you know, if you threw UC in the Big East, you wouldn't think much of them. They would be one of the, you know. Mid-tier teams. Yeah, mid-tier yeah. teams. And so it's, you know, they're not, they don't pose too much of a threat. So The one thing that I'm excited about with the Crosstown Shootout, it's at UC this year. And yeah. I love that they're uh, they're back at the schools, no, which makes that great. so much better. That's the only way it should be played. Yeah, when they were playing that at U.S. Bank, it was fucking awful, man. Yeah. It was terrible. And I'm not just saying that because Xavier didn't do good while they were playing at U.S. I Bank. I didn't even remember the outcomes, but no, it had nothing to do with how it Xavier was, fared. It was just because it had no business being at a neutral so site. So much within more fun. The same Did you ever go to any of the shootouts when we were at Xavier? Oh, yeah. I did. I went to senior year, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so I was at one of the ones at Xavier. Dude, it's such a good, like, it's, it was such a fun environment. It's a good time. That was the you know game. What I, I was at, and it was, but I was at the, <laughs> the brawl game. Were you really? I was standing oh. right there two feet from everything when it ha- when it started. We were just getting ready to leave the game to get to the media room. To, you know, to get ready to set up for the post game press conference, and I kid you not, as we were about to turn around, that was when everything started, and it was right in front of us. <laughs> I mean, literally feet away from me, people started swinging, and I'm like, "Is this is this real?" That's when you got to see. So you were up close and personal for Kenny Freeze doing the Carlton crawl yes. away from. <laughs> from yes. The now that happened more towards the center of the yeah. court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I w- but for the very start of it, when uh, Mark Lyons, you know, got up in everybody's face yeah. at the very beginning, that that was right there in front of me. That's fucking awesome. It was crazy. That's that's really fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm so jealous about that. I saw that at very surreal. I saw that at uh, B Dubs in Oakley 
or in Hyde Park, I, I was watching that. It was me and a bunch of other Xavier friends, and one of our friends who's a UC grad, uh, UC fan, not a UC grad, UC fan, and uh, this kid from Xavier a couple tables away was talking shit to our buddy all game long, and our buddy stood up. Now, he played college ball uh, at Eastern Michigan, <laughs> so he stood up during the fight, and this kid from Xavier was like, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done talking shit to that dude. <laughs> You're good. I've had enough. Sorry, bro. Uh, so yeah, I predict I predict the Xavier win this year too. Um, third round TKO in the Crosstown Shootout. Third round TKO. <laughs> Who is your uh, Final Four man? Way too early Final Four. The superest of it. the early Final Four. So we can adjust this and re-reference. Yeah, it we'll about do it fifteen times. I'm gonna take. The I'm gonna take really good notes while we're talking. So that- <laughs> Because when we did the playoffs, I have to keep going back and listening to the episodes and like stopping and pausing and shit, and it's awful. You know how good I pay attention. I was just going to say, your listening (laughs) skills in show are piss poor, so I can only imagine going back and listening. But too early uh, Final Four, I'll go ahead and say UK will be back after kind of disappointing last year. For UK, I'll go ahead and say UK will get one of those Final Four spots. Michigan State. Oh, because I refused. Yes, I uh, I refuse to not put Izzo in the final four <laughs> because every time I don't, I get burned. <laughs> so going ahead and put pencil Izzo in in my final four. Um, jeez, from there, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but I feel like Duke is going to oh, find yeah. find their way back to the final four. It's you know with Duke and Kentucky. It's tough to keep them out of that final four, yeah. especially when you're talking about both of them and whatnot. And then for the the fourth team, it's a cop out, but I'm gonna pick a a toss up, just a toss up team. Insert random team here. You've got those four, the perennial powers, and then a wild card team. You son of a bitch! <laughs> what a fucking. But I'm learning. I I just sat there and just observed you making picks, and it's like, oh, okay. So when I'm unsure, I just call out a bullshit oh, random. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you going to nail me to the cross? See, fine, fine, fine. I'll go ahead and say it then. I, you know, I picked, I just said, oh, I don't see him getting back. Fuck it. I'll just say Villanova makes it back there. Nova. All right. We'll change it between now and then. We're going to change it like, times. yeah, this is a long fucking season. This yeah, is so, not, yeah. not written in stone here. UK, uh, Nova, State, and Duke. Okay. Fair enough. I am going to go with uh, North Carolina in my final four. I feel like this. Is, I, Duke is preseason number one, and I think they're going to shit the bed in the tournament as a preseason number one. We all can hope. I Yeah, that's my fingers crossed. I really hope this goes down I'm going way. with the Mike Berlon jinx. Hopefully I can fuck him up. But I'm <laughs> It'd be perfectly fine with me to be wrong and then yeah. being in the final four. Yeah, that's, that's one of those teams that you pick and you're like, if I'm wrong, fuck it. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Perfectly I'll fine. take I'll take a loss on that one to fuck over that team. Uh Arizona is gonna be nope. the final four, I think. Nope. Um, fuck you, Sean Miller. I agree. I'm as a Xavier fan, I'm just as scorned as you are, but I just feel like this is gonna be the year that he finally gets there. Uh I'm gonna put Kansas in at uh at the at one of the final four games. And then I unfortunately will also put UK in my final four too, just cause I feel like they're always a threat to do it. 
again, keeping them out two years in a row. Like last yeah. year was a super disappointing year for again for their standards. Right. And um, just that that team just didn't mesh well together and it fi- you know, having all those young guys finally kind of caught up to them. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It was a weird season for them. Yeah, and so I just feel like this year it'll, you know, they'll get back on track and fix things, so so fuck you, Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> it's tough it, being in Cincinnati. This is a tough place to be a college fo- uh, college basketball fan. Man, just completely. It. I don't want to say epicenter, but there's a ton of big, high profile teams within driving distance. Yeah. of Cincinnati. Like, so you have you have Xavier and UC right in town, mm-hmm. which is a, a big rivalry, and both teams have had enough success to warrant. Yes, being a, a fan of those teams, you have UK and Louisville, an hour and a half away from us here. You have Ohio State, who is occasionally good. Yeah, they <laughs> they come up every once in a while, so they're nearby. I mean, that's a fucking tough college basketball city. Well, and then I mean, really, if you think about it, too, you know, Michigan State's not that far from here because driving wise, it's drivable. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's something I'm going to do, right? but it's it's not that far. I think here. the other one would be Indiana, because IU yeah. is, is, I mean, they're a couple hours away, but it's still close enough that... It's closer than Lansing, can, yeah, <laughs> if yeah. I'm going to say, if I'm going to call <laughs> Lansing a drivable thing. Right. Indiana definitely is a drivable game. So, man, it's a... It's funny, because I never really thought of Cincinnati as a college basketball city. I always thought of it as a baseball city or a football town, but it really is like college basketball driven. It in, is in this place, which is pretty big. Yeah. Very big. So those are our way too early predictions for college basketball. I'm sure we're going to talk about that a lot coming up here, especially as college football is ending in the next couple weeks. I did want to talk about this. <laughs> did you hear about the Browns linebacker who guaranteed that the Browns wouldn't go 0 and 16? I did because uh, former Bengals offensive coordinator, now Browns head coach Hugh Jackson, backed him up on that. Yes, he was on board. He yeah. doubled down. Although <laughs> he pulled to me and was like, don't know which game it'll be, but we won't lose them all. We won't lose them all. I have no idea which one we won't lose. But. He said, quote, somehow, some way, they'll get a win this year and they won't go 0-16. But does that mean he's going to have to get the brass knuckles out and take somebody to. out? He's going to kick some dicks in and, <laughs> and, and try to get a win some way. So looking at the Browns' schedule, they um, they played Thursday night and just lost to the Ravens, which everybody pointed to as this is your chance to win a game because yeah, it's a short week for the up, Ravens. Up and down this yeah, year. Short week for the Ravens. Uh, Thursday night games are always fucking weird awesome uh but they lost by a lot they got <laughs> destroyed in that game 28 7 which for which thursday night game is a i only beat. turned it on for a second and the browns were up it was before halftime they were up seven to three i think yeah and then i heard the score i just kept changing the channel after that. <laughs> I heard the score that i was like oh so they just didn't do anything after that and it was already like you know just before the second half yeah so they're they're at zero and ten so Time is running out for Hugh Jackson uh, to come g- to make good on his promise. Here's who the Browns have left. Let's go through and see if we can figure out where their win is that they get. Next week, they play the Steelers. Nope. Definitely not a win there. Actually, yeah, the 20th. Uh, they play the Steelers. 
Then they've got the Giants at home. Nope. I agree. They have the Bengals at home. I would say that's a maybe. That that I was just going to say, that's the first one I'm not saying nope to immediately. Yeah, that's a possibility the Bengals there. have not looked spectacular. Plus, again, there's the... If it's going to happen, I feel like it's going to be a divisional game because divisional games are always tough, right? right? I mean, that's... And they've got the Bengals at home, so that's always like that motivation. Yeah. and they've and... played them once already, so they've got that. It's always right. tough to beat a team twice in a year, even if it's the Browns. <laughs> yeah, so the Bengals possible on December 11th. Then they go at Buffalo. Nah. Then they play the Chargers at home. That's the one I'm circling. And then they go on the road to the Steelers. Nope. On New Year's Day, nope. the The Chargers is the, when I looked at the games. Once we had started talking about it, the Chargers jumped out at me because one, they're at home against the Chargers. So you got that cross country trip. You got the cross country thing. Uh, the Chargers, God, what a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde <laughs> yeah. team that is. You have no idea what you're going to get from that right from them week to week. And Philip Rivers, you know, even as great as he can look. The the defense never helps him out, so it could be just as shitty. Like, Brown's looking completely inept most of the time on offense. Could look like juggernauts <laughs> against the Chargers because that's just how that team is. But, yeah, the Chargers is definitely the team that I point to and say, if the Browns are going to find a win out of all those, you're either looking at the Bengals, and I would say that the Chargers are the, the ones I'd put all my money on. I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, I could see it, but I just don't. Bengals are still playing for a lot. I I feel like because the Steelers didn't run away with everything, Ravens fell back to the pack, and now the Bengals are right there in the conversation. They could, yeah. They're they're kind of like, I don't know, re-energized. I think the the start really shook everybody because everybody's kind of gotten used to the last couple years where they just kind of run away with things a little bit. And I think it kind of smacked them in the face with reality. Well, they had a ridiculous start of the season. Like, their schedule they was did. brutal. No, it was tough. And then they had the London tie, and it was kind of just like, what the fuck, guys? And I think that really woke them up. But between that and the fact that, you know, again, the Steelers didn't run away with anything. Right. Because had the Steelers, you know, had Ben stayed healthy and the Steelers ran off with things, I think you're kind of more, like, feeling a little bit more down about yeah. your chances. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Not that they would give up, but it would just feel a little bit more defeated, especially when they constantly have problems getting past the Steelers. It's just that thing, like, you know, that mental block. Yeah. But because things are so tightly packed still in the division, they'll be playing for something. And beating the Browns, that'll be a game that they're like, no, we cannot lose this one. If we well, I think that's what it's going to come down to. It's like, I can't fucking lose to Hugh Jackson. I can't do it. Marvin's going to be like, we cannot lose to Hugh Jackson. It's, it can't be done. And But I, I don't know, man. I don't feel good about it. I don't have any faith. No, in I understand. I would understand any Bengals fans' angst. I just feel like that's not <laughs> that's not what the Browns. That's not the one the Browns should be hoping that they'll win because their, their best chance. Browns fans should be putting the money on the Chargers. Yeah, uh, I, on that game. I think that that of all of them, if they're gonna find a way to win one, it's gonna be that. So, follow up question then: How shitty do you feel that your motto all year has been taking a dick? Uh, for Taking Deshaun. a dick in for Deshaun, I <laughs> and still can't even get that they right. Can't get that. Yeah, fucking a. I still think they get Deshaun in the in the draft. I still think the Niners get him. Well, it's I funny now is the way that well the way everything has yeah I know the way that everything's played out now is as per usual 
the one who finishes the season strong and everybody's like, oh, my God, he'd be the number one overall pick, comes back for next year, and hasn't played as well, and is getting dissected to shit. taking a dickin' is what yes. is going on. His, his draft stock is taking a dickin'. <laughs> and now I'm legitimately looking at it as I have no idea who the Niners are going to take if they have that second pick. Yeah. I, I don't even know. I, I don't know. Because they, re- they need everything. They do. They absolutely need everything. So it's not as if they... You know what I got to hope for? A honeymoon Redskins Rams trade up. And, <laughs> the, you know, the, I need some team to come bail us out because they find somebody they fall in love with and give us half their draft. Because yeah, that's, that's really what they need. It's is possible. Like 12 of the next 50 first rounders. <laughs> They're that awful. So I don't know. But it's I mean, been a rough year for you, bad, man. I feel bad. It's been almost. No, you don't. I do, because I know what it feels like. As somebody who's suffering through this Notre Dame season, I know what it feels like. <laughs> Although you completely hopeless. You didn't come in with high expectations on the year. None. Like, I came in being like, fuck it. This that's is it. That's worse. This is our year. We're fucking that's top worse. ten. Preseason top ten. This is our year, man. Notre Dame came in favored in every game this season. Damn. Vegas had them favored in every game this season. Wow. And then that quickly changed. <laughs> <laughs> And I it's take not that back. gotten better. Not every game. USC was the only one that they were not favored in. Really? Yeah. And USC's looked balls most this year, too. They're I know at least they back was... in the top 25 No, now, I know. And I know they but... were supposed to yeah. come into this year and look a whole hell of a lot better. But Well, they got their shit stomped in the first week of the season. Yes. Wasn't Alabama just crushed yes. them? And, and then it was like, oh, okay, so USC's not good. And then it took a <laughs> while for USC to build that confidence back up. But, uh, yeah, so I, I know what it's like to cheer for a team. So I'm not... I don't. I'm not mad at you for it, man. I don't. I don't feel good about you suffering through this season because we're both suffering. We're both suffering big time. You yeah. know who's not suffering? Conor McGregor. Nope. <laughs> not with so, the big old balls he's got. Craft Brute Sports' favorite UFC fighter, Conor McGregor, is fighting By a country mile. <laughs> he is fighting tomorrow night in New York, Madison Square Garden. But here's the cool part about uh, UFC 205. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. I may just wait. I, I'm tempted to buy it. You saw a story this week about somebody who got some tickets to UFC 205. What yeah. did they? Yeah, the guy paid what? Like oh, thirty thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we thought the uh, Cubs tickets were insane, and then yeah, somebody dropped. Thirty thousand dollars to sit unreal. second row, I believe. That's unreal. You're fight. not even sitting front row. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're not even you know putting up a scorecard or holding up somebody's hand in the <laughs> ring because for thirty thousand dollars, I better be doing that. For 30, better not be for a seat. For thirty thousand dollars, Conor McGregor better like give me a high five. He better let me in. spin them plates for thirty thousand dollars, <laughs> motherfucker. So he. Uh, yeah, so the fight is is Saturday. I don't know the outcome, obviously, but one thing I do know is that UFC press conferences are the most entertaining fucking things I have ever seen in my life. Conor McGregor shows up to the press conference this week late, like <laughs> 20 minutes into the press conference, he shows up finally, dances across the stage. <laughs> Uh, I just want Conor McGregor to do press conferences forever. I don't even care if he fights. I just want him to be in every press conference from now on. Also want him to guest host Craft Root Sports one time. Oh, my God. To have Notorious on here? <laughs> Fucking, that'd be amazing. I'd barely be able to understand him, but it'd be fun. 
be really fucking fun. Uh, so I heard all the shit you guys are talking. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so we wanted to, for those of you that may have missed this press conference this week, wanted to play you some of the highlights of uh, of this press conference. So Conor McGregor is facing Eddie Alvarez. Uh, keep in mind that the man is wearing a Gucci mink coat. <laughs> During everything he says, this entire press conference, he rolled in there with a Gucci mink coat on and not a fucking only, giant red shirt on. Not underneath. only did he wear a Gucci mink coat, he got there in a car that has his face on it. It's a custom made Rolls Royce <laughs> with his fucking face on it. That's where this, that's the level of Conor McGregor right now. So as they were waiting for McGregor to show up, Eddie Alvarez was uh, not happy at all that Conor McGregor was late. Uh, and this is what he had to say about that. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm, so I'm half Irish, right? I'm half Irish. I'm disappointed in the, in the country of Ireland right now that this is their representative. This is your representative. Where is he? Where is he? I love the hate for Eddie Alvarez. <laughs> like they fucking <laughs> hate him, him the so time. much. So much. So then, also that's bullshit because Mike Berlon is the representative for <laughs> Ireland here. I don't know what memo he got that Conor McGregor was, but he missed, he missed the most important yeah, come one. come on, man. You got to know your shit, Eddie. <laughs> uh, they asked Eddie what he thought about um, the fans, Conor McGregor's fans, and whether or not they would be a distraction because clearly it's a lopsided crowd for this fight and this is what eddie had to say when it comes to connor's fans i don't understand shit they say they're from ireland i don't understand a goddamn thing they say they don't even know their numbers they say 13 (laughs) (laughs) oh that's my favorite 13 So this is where the press conference started to get weird uh, because Conor McGregor still wasn't there. Eddie Alvarez is doing this awesome Irish accent where he says, 13. (laughs) Finally, Conor McGregor shows up. He dances across. Eddie Alvarez left the stage. He's gone. He was like, let me know when he comes back. And he walks away. And Conor McGregor dances across the stage in his mink coat. Everybody's going crazy. He grabs the belt off of Eddie Alvarez's spot. <laughs> puts it in front of him. Puts it in front of him. Like, yeah, what's up? And uh, this was what he said once he arrived at the press conference. Sorry, I'm late. I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> so good. So already... I'm shitting my pants at this point. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. How amazing would it be if Bill Belichick sits there and makes the press wait for like 20 minutes and then shows up after the game and goes, sorry, I'm late. I just don't give a fuck. (laughs) There wouldn't be a pin drop heard. Everybody would lose their shit. (laughs) It would be complete silence, shock, and awe if Bill ever did that. This, on the other hand, not so shocking. Yeah, definitely not so shocking. But still hilarious. So awesome. So then one of the reporters in the crowd asked Connor, uh, they brought up what Eddie Alvarez had said about the uh, the Irish fans and about being disappointed in Ireland. And this was Connor's response to that. 
While you were on your way here, Eddie said he was disappointed in the country of Ireland. What do you think about that? I don't give a fuck what Eddie says. Fuck! Who gives a fuck? The Irish are back. We've taken back control of New York City. I run New York City. I'm a fucking pimp. Rocking Gucci Mick. And without me, this whole fucking ship shit. He had to go like Muhammad Ali rhyme scheme at the end there. Uh, but it was awesome. <laughs> so good. Uh, he does not give a fook. Fook. So I guess there's beef. I don't know the story between uh, Connor and Eddie and what transpired, but apparently Connor had said something about Eddie's wife and kids. Well, and Eddie said something about him not having the stamina to keep up with them because... He's so used to knocking people out quickly that if a, a match ever went longer than, you know, the first round, that, right? you know, Connor couldn't keep up with them. That's the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, Connor said something about his wife and kids, and yes. that was brought up once Eddie was back on stage. Also, last question for Eddie. You've spoken about how you want to go in there and you want to expose Conor McGregor and show everybody that Santa Claus isn't real. Is a win enough for you in this fight? Or are you looking to make a specific statement? No, no, I came for an apology from him. I want an apology for saying my wife and kids. Suck these big artist balls. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't apologize, then I'm going to make them beg. I'm going to give you a chance to apologize. You apologize to me. These big artist balls all in your face. All in your face. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, I don't get the big Irish balls all in your face the second time around, but when he tells me to suck my big Irish balls, (laughs) so fucking good. So fucking good. Uh, And then somebody asked Connor, uh, it was uh, ESPN.com, asked Connor about his outfit. Gucci Mink. This is what confidence looks like. <laughs> Serious. This is what big Irish balls look like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I gotta know. Does Conor McGregor give the best press conferences ever? They're pretty damn, pretty damn solid. I mean, this dude is the most entertaining guy in sports, I feel like. I can't think of... The only athlete that I think entertained me more was last year when Marshawn Lynch wouldn't give any answers to the media. Just here so don't get fired? Yeah, the, <laughs> that was that was really funny, but not as funny as Big Irish Balls. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Big Irish Balls is rather hysterical. So, uh, UFC 205 tomorrow night, by the time you guys are listening to it, you already know what happens. I think the funniest part is going to be if Conor McGregor gets knocked out in the first round. I kind of hope he does. <laughs> I, I do. All that talk of big Irish balls, it'd just be funny if then then he got his ass whooped. Uh, why the balls? Why? Why? Who is like proud of big balls? Because he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> a fuck. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. Uh, you know what I do give a fuck about? Your shitty ass Miss Cleopix. Shitty ass Miss Cleopix. <laughs> but not last week. Last yeah. week we went four and zero, and I gained. I told you we would. We, we did call it, and we gained no ground, or I gained no ground. I am at ten and eight now on the season after Penn State beat Iowa and the Cowboys beat the Browns. Shocker! Went out a long <laughs> limb with that one. 
You are at 14 and 4 after Georgia. <laughs> the Browns have lost twice since we made those picks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, you can't say that after our last episode where Indians fans were pissed, and now, now they're all pissed because we're talking shit about the Browns. Whatever. We'll put up another picture of Joe Buck. They won't know until That's it's right. too late. <laughs> <laughs> that is. We're pretty deep into this episode. They're they're not turning it off now. Uh, you were 14-4 and four after Georgia barely beat Kentucky. I got yelled at for that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That was a ballsy. Pa- I didn't even think about it. I should have called you out on the show for that one. I, I think I said, I think I apologized to Cheryl, but I, <laughs> I got yelled at later for that. It's like, oh, they lost. Guess whose fault that was. Yep. See, she should have shared the show and then asked me to pick Georgia and Kentucky would have won that game. That's true. So Come it's on, really Cheryl. her fault. Come on, Cheryl. <laughs> Get with the program. Uh, <laughs> and then you also lucked out with the Panthers over the Rams. Lucked out. Now, you, you, you said you got all pissy because of how close that game was, but that game was never really close. Fucking Rams didn't score their touchdown until way late in the game after it was already decided. I so it was 13-7, to and but it was never really close. I don't care. <laughs> you just want to bitch. <laughs> yes, I just I'm pissed off because I wanted you to lose a game somewhere. When was the last time you lost a game? I don't know. Picks? It's been so long. It's been a while. Suck like these I big don't... Irish balls. <laughs> <laughs> you can't use that one on me. I just did. <laughs> I, I'm kicking your ass, Miss Cleo. Enough, I can. That's a fair point. Uh, yeah, I just don't. Uh, I just don't. I want you to lose so bad (laughs) and it doesn't happen. And I get so mad. Like every Saturday I'm like, all right, well he picked the college game, whatever I got Sunday. And then Sunday comes (laughs) and then the Bengals lose. And then you win your game. And I'm like, motherfucker. (laughs) Hey, it's the only thing I got. Cause Niners always lose. It's such horseshit. Yeah. But I have to deal with Notre Dame losing to Navy. (laughs) (laughs) And then you fucking getting your picks right anyways. So that's where we're at on the picks so far. Uh, (laughs) Guess who's going first again this week? Yeah, it's me. I'm going first as always. (laughs) All right. So again, it's been working out for me. Just ditching the crystal ball and doing my own thing here. So the first game I'm picking uh, in the NCAA, we got University of Central Florida going up against UC this week. So last week, news around Cincinnati was going crazy over Tommy Tuberville snapping back at a fan who heckled him, uh, who said, you're stealing from the university. Tuberville snapped back and said, go to hell, get a job. And everybody was like, what? He went off on a fan. I also didn't get that rebuttal. You're stealing from the university. Get a job. Get a job. Huh? Well, he's an old guy. He's really old, and he doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Um, But I also didn't understand everybody saying he went off on a fan because he said three things to the fan. Go to hell. Get a job. Get a job. Uh, But anyways, things get even worse for Coach T this week. After dropping the game to UCF, he went on another expletive-laden rant (laughs) in his press conference where he said crazy things like, Jiminy Christmas, we stunk. And that dadgum defense, and the most offensive uh, phrase of all, the concerned offensive line. Cincinnati media loses their mind after UC drops the game for Tyson, 126 <laughs> to 83. He, he should have dropped his Irish balls on him, and then 
<laughs> then they would have really had something to report. Jeez. <laughs> well, I'm going to stick with Miss Cleo because she never steers me wrong. Only four times this year. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to shake up the ball here and uh, I, I see Cubs fans. What the fuck, man? This thing. You know, that's the only thing about this Miss Cleo is I, I always with you. I always got to sift through a bunch of shit before I, I got to yeah. figure things out. It's never <laughs> straight up. Oh, shit. There's the score and I get to go. So Cubs fans say, okay, that makes sense. All right. Well, there's Mike Leach. So, oh, shit. That's right. Mike Leach went on a tirade during the Cubs Indian series. Uh, <laughs> reporter asked him who he wanted to win, and he totally just went against the Cubs fans. He said a bunch of yuppies Cubs fans. <laughs> All these Cubs fans coming out the woodwork, so I'm rooting for the Indians. Cause, yeah, I don't, I don't like all these new Cubs fans. Conor McGregor gives a press a good press conference. Mike Leach gives a really good fucking press conference. He does. So I guess we're going with Washington State game. Hey, they're, they're, they're playing Cal. Well, all right. Well, Mike Leach did not get his choice in the World Series. <laughs> They they dropped that one, so it was not a good good time for picking winners for Mike Leach there. But he's got uh, his Cougars flying high right now, and they're on a collision course. In fact, I know why Miss Cleo's saying this because next week, next week the pick is going to be up against Mike's. That's right, I'm calling them Mike's Washington Huskies. <laughs> when Washington State faces off against the Huskies. This was a preemptive strike against the Huskies. Wow. And Washington State is going to take down Cal before taking down the Huskies next week. I'm calling it now. Right now, Miss Cleo's giving me two picks. Washington State, two weeks in a row. They're going to end the undefeated season for the Huskies, and they're taking down Cal this week. 200-40 to 40 for Tyson. <laughs> so can I put you down as... Washington uh, Washington State over Washington as well for your picks, for your official Miss Cleo picks. For next week. Already uh, write it in. You're writing it in. All right. Washington well. State two weeks in a row. They're ending the undefeated season. Wow. And the dream of Coach Peterson of getting to that that Un- playoff team. Unprecedented in Miss Cleo picks for somebody to pick a team two weeks in a row. I'm going off the grid. I can do that. How many wins I got, bro? Man, you can do whatever the fuck you want, man. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Uh. <laughs> suck on these big brown balls <laughs> You know what I might do Next week I might pick Washington over Washington State Then just to double up on your loss on Oh that one. shit Because I feel like that's what I gotta start doing Is like doubling down <laughs> Is that possible I feel like same I, game? I gotta uh, We make the rules We can do whatever the, We can do whatever the fuck we want <laughs> Fair enough <laughs> I uh Yeah you're You're at 14 wins I need to get to at least 13 to make this competitive, <laughs> <laughs> and you're a long ways away. Uh, not, yeah, I guess so. Whatever, fuck you. Uh, anyways, moving on to the pros this it's week. Since you weren't listening, Washington State over Cal. I fucking wrote it down. Okay. I got it. Washington State over Cal, and then Washington State over Washington. I yes. got it. I got it. Uh, moving on to the NFL. Uh, I am in a uh, so Kansas City. I think has looked pretty good this year. Surprisingly, they've they've won like 16 out of 18 regular season games going back to last last season. Alex Smith, they get him back this game, which should be a good sign for them against the struggling Panthers, but it's not. And I am going to go with the Panthers in an upset in this one. I think the Panthers win this game. 
And afterwards, the old guy who paints the field for the Chiefs could be heard saying, Great googly moogly, whatever happened to dabbing? <laughs> Can we get a Tyson Thorpe score of yep. the week, please? For, for Tyson, uh, <laughs> Kansas City loses this one by a score of 8 to 3. 8 to 3? Yeah. All right. Well, I figure if I went really high in the first game, I should go really low in this one. Just as long as it's I wanted to go. I wanted to go four two, but I was like, "Oh, that'd have been a good score." That's really fucking weird. Four two. All yeah. right, changing it. Four two is four the to new two. Score. Tyson Tyson score prediction <laughs> right there. Four to two. I like that one. Well, in the NFL this week, Miss Cleo's got me going Bucks versus Bears. So it's the battle of the two former. Teams coached by Lovey Smith. <laughs> the last two teams he coached in the NFL. Oh, that's shitty. It is shitty. So it's the former coached by Lovey Smith team bowl. Sorry, Lovey. And speaking of Tyson, the Bears are Tyson's team. Oh, man. So let's see if Miss Cleo can help him out on this one. I think I know how this one's going. Nope, go. she ain't. <laughs> sorry, I'm not sorry, Tyson. Jameis Winston gonna F him right in the P. <laughs> I'm picking the Bucks over the Bears in the uh, former Lovey Coach Lovey Smith coach team bowl. Wow. Bucks gonna beat them Bears 92 to 4. Wow. Wow. 92 Poor Tyson. to 4. Yeah, it's gonna be a rough weekend for them. Poor Tyson's gotta sit through that. So to recap, I have Cincinnati losing to UCF, and then I have Kansas City losing to Carolina. Scott has Washington State over Cal, and then Washington State over Washington, and he's got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Chicago Bears in his NFL game. Some good picks this week. Mm-hmm. Random Another. fucking games. We went with some random fucking games this week. Well, I'm just trying to help you out. I, I appreciate told you. that. I'm just trying to pick as tough as I can against myself. Although much the, appreciated. Not necessarily super tough, but Cal legitimately could upset Washington State. They could. So that one is. And then I searching around an NFL game trying to find one that was interesting. And I did like the angle of yeah. Wow, both teams that's a good, were just yeah. I didn't even Lovie think Smith. about that when I was looking through trying I, to figure saw out. It. I'm just like that's kind of funny. I, I was trying to figure out something that I wanted to talk about with those games and nothing's looked good. I was just like, what a fucking shitty week for picks. Yeah. <laughs> there was <laughs> nothing you found super that compelling. That's a good one. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about yet and I would like to talk about before we get into Consumer Canon, and that's our burn of the week. <laughs> uh, so to set this one up, I didn't realize as somebody who produces a podcast here, I didn't realize that certain podcast players let you play the podcast at different speeds. I didn't realize that was a thing that was able to be done because the platform that I use is Google Play. They don't do that. It's just you press play and that's it. Like that's all you do. Uh, but apparently the podcast app on iPhone as well as Stitcher uh, and a couple other different services let you change the speed with which you listen to the podcast. Yanni, good friend of ours back from our Xavier days, he sent me this text message this week. Shout out to Yanni because I didn't even know he was a listener of the show. But he yes. said, 
I was flying yesterday and figured I'd catch up on some of your podcasts. There's a way to play it at two times speed, and you guys sound like a couple of coked out, borderline gay at times chipmunks. <laughs> Made me laugh even harder. Good stuff, man. Keep it going. I love that this was a burn wrapped in a compliment. What yes. a fucking great way. Like, hey, keep up the good work. You sound like gay chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best kind of burn. <laughs> so, Yanni, you knocked it out of the park with the killed burn it. of the week. We also found out afterwards, and I was texting Yanni after he sent me this one, uh, you can also listen to the podcast at half speed, which makes it sound like Scott and I are fucking ripped. Yes. Uh, Wasted. (laughs) So if you're ever bored, go ahead and check to see if your podcast player can change up the speeds because it will make the show a lot more entertaining, I think. Nah, I think we're pretty fucking entertaining, but... We're goddamn entertaining. You're right about it. It'll add a little bit more entertainment (laughs) to what is already an entertaining show. Yes, absolutely. Uh, So let's get into Consumer Can It. Before we do that, uh, we got our sponsor for Consumer Can It. Get ready to raise your game because watching sports will never be the same. Introducing FireFan. It's a game changer. Finally, a free sports app that puts you into the game. You guess the plays, you predict the action, all in real time while you watch and compete against sports heroes, celebrities, friends, family, or other diehard fans. The more you call it, the more points you get. You can even earn loyalty rewards just for playing the game. Don't miss the hottest app of the year, FireFan. Ignite your passion. And all you have to do is pre-register today to be one of the first people notified when the free, that's free 99, FireFan <laughs> app is ready to be downloaded. Go over to our website, craftrootsports.com, and click on the FireFan sign-up app link in the menu bar. Do it now! We are going to have tournaments. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's fucking free. There's no- And you get to beat Mike at something else. You can absolutely- You get to feel like I do every week, beating Mike. Yes. Learn what Scott feels by, by beating me, I guess. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I like the floor with you. Check that out. Shout out to Jim. Jim signed up for FireFan this past week. Uh, so be like Jim and sign up for the fucking FireFan app. It's coming out very soon. I believe it launches, um, I think it's like the 21st. Like It's coming quick. Yeah. So sign up, get registered so that you know when that's coming out. You can be ready for all those bowl games. Hell yeah. Moving on to Consumer Can It. Again, this week we are drinking the second of our Mortal Kombat X series, the Sub-Zero Imperial IPA. Scott, consume it or can it? Well, we started off by saying how good it was. And again, man, for the second week in a row, I am not just saying this because I'm super pumped about the Mortal Kombat sponsorship that's been thrown in there. I couldn't care less at the end of the day because if the beer sucked balls, I'd actually probably be more harsh on it. I'd be disappointed, but... No, but I, and I would, but I would call it out more because I feel like it would be one of those things, like we said before, where oh, they tried pawning off shitty beer with yep. a, a, a tie-in that everybody could get behind, and so you know, here, here's the shitty beer, but right. oh, it's Mortal Kombat, so we pushed a lot out the door. <laughs> but no, I, it, even if this had no Mortal Kombat label on this, and you told me that you know this was Pliny the Elder's much older, better brother. <laughs> I would be like, holy shit, this is good stuff. This is the one that should have won the awards because, damn it, Sub-Zero Imperial IPA is a consume for me. Very, very delicious. And this is what I'm talking about. When we first started this show and I told you I did not like IPAs too hoppy, just 
too much going on. This is a smooth IPA that isn't overly hoppy, doesn't finish bitter, and goes down smooth. I like it. Consume. That's going to be a double consume on Sub-Zero's Imperial IPA. Here's what I like about this. They are 100% right. So we've now been, we're like an hour and 15 minutes in to taking these out of the fridge and consuming these. Uh, It has gotten less hoppy. Like I am seeing more, maybe it's a mental thing that I heard or read that and I thought that was going to be the case. But I, I am noticing that it is more malty as the beer goes on, as it gets a little bit warmer sitting out. So that goes back to, fuck you, Stephen Piscotti. I want my beer at random temperatures to get different flavor <laughs> profiles Oh, going that's out. right. Uh, more that Kickstarter got kicked in yeah, the big Irish bowl. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, this is a great beer. I would say consume the shit out of this. If you see it, pick it up. 8.5%, it, it's getting the job done, too. That's the best part. Yes. Like, I feel good right now. Definitely. But I will say, so this is two Mortal Kombat beers. We've got three. Next week is going to be the one we saved for last, the Scorpion beer. We and were so excited for it. It's got so much pressure on it. I know. <laughs> it has so pressure. much pressure on it because we already have early unconfirmed reports that it's not good. And we wanted it to be good when we first started. We saved it for last for a specific reason. As soon reason. as we saw so, it, we were like, oh, that's the one. Yes. So it's got So it. a lot it's of pressure on the Scorpion beer next be week. Good. Um, but, but I believe you got some drops for us. Two for two on, uh, on Sub-Zero Imperial IPA. And what that means... Sub-Zero wins. Flawless victory. <laughs> so good. <laughs> As another, as another flawless victory on the Mortal Kombat X beers. Uh, Scott, I'm noticing you've got quite a bit left in the class. <laughs> Damn, calling me all the way out, but here we go. Chugging on air. <laughs> oh, shit. I went and chugging 8.5% beer, but, you know, do you? Do you? He did it. All right. That's some big ah. Irish balls right there. Holy shit. I, I noticed it. you've got more beer in my glass, which is empty. You, I've got more beer. No, <laughs> you've got more beer in your glass. Damn it! You've got more beer than I do in my glass. That had nothing to do with any of the, uh, you know. I'm just making fun of the words that you said. Yeah, that's all you got <laughs> with your shitty ass. Picture. I've noticed you've got more beer in my glass. Than... Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Damn it! Now I'm gonna get a text. Were you drunk? No, no. I just can't talk. Well, if you're listening to this show at half speed, maybe we were drunk. Maybe we were. <laughs> <laughs> well, back on Friday, still got the touch. Still got it. We still got the energy, still got the excitement. This has been another episode of Craft Brood Sports. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please uh, follow us on Twitter at Craft B Sports. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Jr. Follow me at Mike Burlon. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter. Please make sure you submit your burn of the week. We need a yes. good burn for next week. So and get your picks in for Mike's to Jinx. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I forgot about that. Share, share the show. Share this episode and, and let me know which team you want me to jinx. There is one that's waiting. I, uh, a request from Seth that I'm waiting for the next couple weeks. That's coming up. But share the episode. Tell me who you want me to jinx, and I will jinx the fuck out of them for you. With his big Irish bulls. <laughs> This has been Craft Brood Sports. Cheers, everybody. We out.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.